No, well, you get relapsing look, looks like this. It's not worth it. Like it's shitty gross. tequila and dog food flavored no, piss. It <laughs> still works the same. It's gross. Yeah, yeah it's, it's true. Gross. That's the thing about alcohol. It always works. Yeah, you don't you just don't taste it. Just get it in you. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I used to dr- drink Steel Reserve in my early twenties. Oh God, two eleven. Oh yeah, worst. That's oh, the worst. I would do hurricanes. I would have two hurricanes a day. I never really noticed that much of a difference. I just knew that the the Steel Reserve was cheap and it was available at the grocery store right next to the apartment that I was living in. Yeah, it's, it's tastes like copper. It tastes like copper and, and bad decisions. Period blood. You know when you have a, your, a your difficult cup. childhood? <clears throat> you know when you have like extra pennies in the cup holder in your car and then it builds up a little liquid because you, you put a cup in there and the, the, <laughs> wow. the, I, the condensation kind of drips off and then you got like a little moat of pennies and dirt. And then if you that's just drink that with a straw, <laughs> a little bit of carbonation in that steel reserve. Yeah. You I can Somali smell it. <laughs> yeah, it tastes like if you woke up with like hangover mouth and then you mm. like tested to see if a battery was still good. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. Well, welcome back, guys. Yeah, it's it like if you made a mixed drink with White Claw and a girl's period blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, how come I would try that? Little... I thought about that. I was like... Yeah, I, I just, after I said it, I realized it doesn't sound that bad. Let's go Coors Light and period blood. Hard AF seltzer. Did you get to try the hard AF? Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, really? It's how really good? It? They were fucking actually good. Why isn't it here yet? It'll be here by the Super Bowl. Nice. So two more weeks. Two weeks away. And I, I don't like lemon lime seltzers at all. They're all gross to me. That one was fucking good. Mm. The the one that... And then I got a buzz. That sounds like the tagline. They Everyone that drinks that's like, I'm usually not a lemon lime guy, but this one's great. And, the, and you can't taste the alcohol. And it's just Joel in like a tie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had a good idea on, on a commercial. Like um, when you drink the hard AF, uh, it has like healing powers. So like Dan would come in and he would shoot Rob. And then Rob would just pour the... That hard AF on his wound and it would just heal itself. Yeah. It's like Sean Connery and, and <laughs> The Last Crusade. You dump the Holy Grail on his wound yeah. and just bubbles up and, and disappears. And then the little steam come out of it. And then he gets hammered and gets laid. Yeah. <laughs> you can post that anywhere because they'd say, well, like, this violates some sort of law. Yeah. Like, alcohol doesn't cure <laughs> it's wounds. Misinformation. Yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, you get in trouble you for that. You can pull up a YouTube it's for that. say it's super fast at the end that does, yeah. that does not actually cure bullet holes. Does that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you got to have the little <laughs> subtitle that's right by the micro machine. I actually I got an attachment for the AR-15 that uh, shoots soda cans or beer cans. So we you should sent do some me a picture of that. That looks fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, I got it. So it, it shoots blanks, and then it, like, diffuses the gas in this chamber. I, I wish I didn't say gas chamber. <laughs> well, you're Jewish, so Jewish you can get away with it. Where's your yarmulke? Is there empty cans? Full cans. But Me- it diffuses Mexicans? The, the pressure in a way to where it can shoot a full can without exploding it. So it can shoot like 105 yards. I should talk Holy to. Shit. Yeah, I should talk to them about doing like some promo shit for it. Yeah. And shoot some of those cans out. Dan's always down to oh do some shootings. Dan Holloway. Oh, cans, Dan. people. Yeah. Animals. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, they're, Joel, they're, they're, they're sorry. El Amnesio, those are actually included when I say people. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> I know that there was going to be some some disparity or uh, you know some disagreement there, but we're here in America now. You're not you're not back yeah. in your native Mexico. Yeah, they're not just there for you to dump loads in. Okay. Are you in 
Hurricanes. Oh, no, they are. Hey, that's our joke. That's cultural appropriation. Yeah, hey. First time I heard that I don't think so. Working construction out in California, and that's what the foreman used to say to all the Mexican workers if they if they couldn't get a job done. Yeah. Were you a Mexican or a Mexicant? And then they just like laugh, so they're just real sarcastically like, huh? Well, yeah, yeah they had to, or else yeah, but deport the fucking fire him. Whole Sounds ice, like a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the topic for today? Uh, we're talking about Charles Manson today, because oh, the guy who sang "Beautiful People." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they, there's some kind of connection, right? They didn't like it's it, the name is like Marilyn Monroe and yeah, Charles com- Manson. Combination of Marilyn Monroe and Charles Manson. Yeah, yeah, he did that intentionally. Wow, man, he's so smart. He wanted to take the two uh, biggest icons from the '60s. Mm. Really? <clears throat> yeah, it's a pedophile too, kind of like Charles Manson. True. Charles Manson wasn't a pedophile. Well, he well, he, uh, what he it, probably was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was banging sixteen-year-olds. I guess it's like it. What is it called when you when they're not pedophiles when they're teenagers? They're, there's a different name for them. I'm uh, no pedophile. Uh, okay. Yeah. A pedophile there, came up with that. There are different names for different age groups, but I I don't think it's necessary. Maybe it's a pedophile. Heard that before. Yeah. Cool. There's an infantophile, mm-hmm. which oh, that's you can figure that out. Yeah. Just infants. They they only mess with infants. Arguably worse. They only fuck infantries. <laughs> <laughs> God bless them. <laughs> so you guys know about uh, the Beach Boys? Oh yeah. Charles Manson ghostwriting for the Beach Boys, right? Uh, well, he was friends with what was kind it, of, Brian but not Wilson. really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So there's a <clears throat> there's a song by the Beach Boys, "Never Learn Not to Love You," that has the exact same lyrics as a Charles Manson song that I forget the name of. Yeah, it's it's the. I'm same I'm gonna order song. people to murder Sharon Tate. <laughs> <laughs> That's a. Is that on the the B sides? Yeah. Well, no, Charles Manson just sings. Too wordy for animal sounds. <laughs> Charles Manson sings. I'm your kind, I'm your kind, and I see. And then Beach Boys go, I'm your kind, I'm your kind, a Nazi. It's clearly said really? Nazi. Yeah. So they took his words and then also said Nazi. Whoa. So the Beach Boys are worse than Charles Manson? At yeah. Charles Manson I mean, wasn't a, a Nazi sympathizer. Well, he had a swastika mm-hmm. tattooed on his forehead. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So equal. <laughs> well, the swastika means peace, right? Isn't that why he got it on his? The original, I think it was a Buddhist symbol. I think he just did it. That's why he did it. Slightly tilted. Mm. I think he just did it because, well, no, the 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 Indian swastika is facing the other way. Oh, that's what it is. But uh, also, isn't it isn't it upright? Whereas the the Nazi swastika is rotated like forty five degrees. Well, well, the the Nazi swastika. If not, I've been drawing it on the walls of bathroom stalls. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone does it wrong. Uh, the the Nazi swastika are the letters SS uh, mm. positioned together. Oh shit! I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That does make sense. Yeah. So, if you don't know what you're watching right now, it's Comment Podcast. Uh, <laughs> we break down conspiracy theories and determine how legit they are. And uh, this episode is sponsored by the Daily Stormer. <laughs> <laughs> So last week we discussed MK Ultra. Uh, it was such a loaded episode, so I decided we should probably go more into depth in it. Also, we have an actual cult leader here. Welcome back, Eli Halpern from Giggle Boys Podcast. Yeah. That's true. You're what is it? Five hundred one C three. Yeah, the interdimensional temple. Yeah. Mm. Where's it at? 
My house. Is it your house? Well, it's interdimensional. It can't be anywhere. Yeah. It's, 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 anywhere it's everywhere. It's everywhere. That's a good point. I own the world. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true cult leader. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Sean Anchando. Join with me, as always, we got Coop, Adam, and Joel. Hello. Hello. El Amnesio. Shit. Why do I, I always write oh, Joel? Fucking dead naming him. Yeah, Jesus Joel. Christ. Joel. Twenty twenty two. Is that what you call it when you call a trans person by their previous gender name? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, either transgender or trans luchador. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's weird. What, what about a straight person that just changed their name out of marriage? Um, uh, a idiot. <laughs> dead name. Trans witness protection. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna start calling my mom by her maiden name. Yeah. <laughs> Just call her Sharon. Whore. That's my stepdad is dead to me naming. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we have a crowded show today. Kind of want to see how this works out. Five mics. Yeah, five people. That's, that's that, a... Yeah, it's cool. I didn't know if it was going to work or not, but it looks looks like it's going to work. Seems fine. Looks and be deceiving. We'll see how this goes off the rails. I mean, as soon as I get some more drinks, I mean, it's... Oh, yeah. It, it's, this is a pretty... <laughs> I'm gonna try to hang in there with my sobriety. Oh man, I I don't know how you can manage that. Yeah, we're not. I can barely interact with people that I I know. Like I I can barely interact with my family if I don't have like at least a glass of wine before I talk to them. How are you gonna deal with yeah, your uh, vasectomy when you can't drink at all? Isn't that a big thing? Weren't you talking about that before? I wasn't planning on drinking during the vasectomy in the first place. Oh. <laughs> I still got some oxys stashed up from my butthole surgery. <laughs> <laughs> they give you so much oxys. It's crazy. Yeah, too much. Like, no you'll so, be fine. No such um, thing. Oxys? Uh, that's a felony. Not on this show, buddy. Not on this show. Okay. You have to say wink after that. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can just buy it at, at like a the convenience store. Yeah, but it's the pharmacy, yeah, pharmacia, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So as we discussed last week, MK Ultra was a CIA project that involved mind control and human experiments. It is alleged that some of the Mer- that America's most notorious criminals could be victims of MK Ultra. Whitey Bulger has said that he was being experimented on while he was in prison. He claimed that he was repeatedly dosed with LSD by a physician. Yeah, and they repeatedly ask him, would you ever kill anyone, like, over and over and over again. Remember talking about, like, how they'd hear the same phrase over and over again, Mm -hmm. but they would, like, go in there, like, a group of doctors and people, he says, weren't dressed as doctors, or just, like, people that would go in there, and they would just start fucking with them. To to translate (laughs) it for the video game nerds out there, what do the numbers mean, which is a Call of Duty Black Ops (laughs) reference. Yeah. Like, they would, fuck, like, the doctors would come in and fuck with them. Like, they'd be dressed up as, like, someone would come in as Doctor Strange. And- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's still a bunch of 14-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of different types of doctors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bulger agreed to be a part of the MK Ultra pro- uh, program for exchange for a lighter sentence. Bulger described a horrific experience while, he, while being dosed. So, he, he used to write these journals. And I, I, uh, this is one of the things he said. In minutes, the drug would take over in about eight or nine men. Dr. Pfeiffer and several men in suits who were not doctors would give us tests to see who how we reacted. Uh, eight convicts in pain and, well, he, I guess, I, I don't know why I spelled that wrong. Uh, he would be in a panic. I and why you spelled it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <you're illiterate>. Panic. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
it's just me. It's like I'm like in elementary school when they call your name and like read this. You're like, and you have a Fuck. boner and you have to stand up. And it's every week. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he had a total loss of appetite, hallucinating. The room would change shape. Hours of paranoia and feeling violent. We experienced horrible periods of living nightmares and even blood coming out of the walls. Guys turning into skeletons in front of me. I saw a camera change into the head of a dog. I felt like I was going insane. That would make and prison cool. pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> that would help pass yeah. the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's like some Jacob's Ladder shit. Yeah, it's fucked up. Did he up. like write this down? Is this published? Somewhere? Yeah, yeah. You can want to read Whitey Bulger's LSD drama? Yeah, <laughs> that sounds cool. Is there an audio book of that read by James Earl Jones? <laughs> I've been listening to Charles Manson interviews to go to sleep lately. Yeah. <laughs> he has an oddly soothing voice. It's a familiar voice. It's kind of like country, too. Yeah. He talks familiar. like this. It's familiar because it's the one in my head. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying everything that I'm thinking right now. Pick this it's, book uh, up and beat you to death with it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, funny, the funny thing is when I was talking to Eli on, on, uh, on Instagram, he was like, he... Uh, he oddly sounds like me. <laughs> I was like, all right, because I was I was writing a different episode, and, and I was like, all right, well, let's do Charles Manson. Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, all his points of view make perfect sense. And yeah. Eli convinced you because that's what a good cult is. <laughs> yeah. I'd follow him into fire. <laughs> uh, so Bulger claims that he did not turn violent until the MKUltra experiment happened. In his early years, he was involved with gangs, but he was never in killer until his older age. That's weird. LSD has made me not violent. I think the, amph- so the amphetamines. Right well, they didn't <laughs> only give them scary. They didn't only give them LSD. They would give them amphetamines too. Oh, that would. So it. like uh, yeah. that. So it was. It was a, an LSD cocktail. Yeah, I could see that. I I did, yeah. yeah, I did a lot of amphetamines in, like in high school and acid, mm-hmm. and it just made me feel awful. Like, but if I just did, you ever it, kill anybody? No. <laughs> <laughs> the only drug I've ever done that's made me violent is alcohol. Uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's, that's actually yeah. worn off with me. Like, I get really drunk and I get really like sentimental and like sweet. I, be- mm. I become someone's grandpa. <laughs> cut, this, <laughs> cut this guy off. <laughs> call him by the wrong name. Like, oh, that's really <laughs> all my all the old people in my family call me by my brother's name. It's like I was never born or something. I think everyone. <laughs> yeah, I get really touchy. Uh-huh. I grab onto you and try to sap your, your youth out of your body. Adrenochrome. I'm sorry, sir. Smell the adrenochrome. Sorry, sir. We have to cut you off. You can't just walk around handing out Werther's originals. <laughs> <laughs> This is a reputable establishment. Fuck, I do like Werther's original. <laughs> Fuck. Makes me nervous. So, uh, moving on to Charles Manson. Yeah. Uh, Charles Manson was a criminal and a cult leader uh, that was involved in, with several murders, including Sharon Taint, uh, the actress. Taint? 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 <laughs> Sharon Taint? Is she Jeez, Marilyn I... Manson? <laughs> is she the keyboard player for Marilyn Manson? <laughs> Sharon Taint. <laughs> Sharon Tate. She's Sharon Tate. And her unborn <laughs> child. This is, <laughs> is, that, is that like Sharon Needles from that one drag show? Is that, is that a euphemism for like tribidism among two gay guys? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's post op. My porn name. Post op. My transgender porn name. <laughs> Have you guys seen the Charles Manson movie on Hulu? No. Uh, which it's it's recent. It's it? great. Uh, it's it's not that old, but um, you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't like that movie at all. <clears throat> but 
But that whole movie was about Charles Manson. Wait, is it the same actor that plays Charles Manson? No. It's the same one that's in Mindhunter. Oh, okay, because... Uh, You've seen I, it? I've seen Mindhunter. You've you seen the Hulu one? No, but the same actor that's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is also the same actor that plays oh, okay. Charles Manson in Mindhunter. Hmm. So it might be the same guy that's in this, too. He just plays Charles Manson all the time. That's his thing. Yeah. yeah. He's like, but worst he, uh, Santa Claus. <laughs> but so I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then I found out, like, after I watched the movie, that whole thing was about Charles Manson. I didn't even know. And so I did a little more research on him. I ended up on this Wait, Hulu documentary. Wait, you see the end of the movie? I saw the end. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. Well, it all leads up to the Sharon Tate murder. Well, attempted murder at that point. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Or no, I think, I think maybe I realized it at the end. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know the whole time going into it or up to then. And um, I found this movie on Hulu. I think it might have just been called Charles Manson. But uh, it was eerily similar to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, scene for scene, like the types of camera shots and everything. And it was older. And it was a more inside look with Charles Manson playing a, a, the main character. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, was, it was really good. I recommend it. What's it called? I think it's just called Charles Manson. Look it up on Hulu. Okay, it's on Hulu. Yeah, check it out. There's some good Charles Manson movies out there. there yeah, he's an interesting guy. There's one called The Manson Family by this guy named Jim Van Beber, who's like probably one of my favorite American directors of all time. Mm-hmm. And it took him like eight years to make the fucking thing. Really? I think, it took, I think it took like 15. Eventually, he just like never finished it and then reshot mm-hmm. a bunch of shit and then released it. And it's like the best Charles Manson movie ever. Yeah, it's better than the Helter Skelter movie that came out like in the eighties. Well, the, the hell it's called Charlie Says. Ah, Charlie Says. That sounds familiar. That's actually twenty eighteen. So, so the Helter Skelter movie was based off the book, right? The uh, book, yeah. from the, the prosecutor that that put Charles Manson in prison. Yeah. So Tom O'Neill he wrote a book called Chaos, um, something something Manson Family. I don't remember the full name. But he was talking about how the whole Helter Skelter book had a bunch of holes because he said that Charles Manson basically he wanted to do this because he he wanted chaos and he wanted uh, to take down the Black Panthers. It was like a whole he he put it behind race when actually there it was so much more shit like the whole the Helter Skelter never talks about MK Ultra nothing like that. He never admitted any of that in his interviews that I heard. Yeah, he's he's not. There's nothing that really indicate that he's was all about in Helter Skelter at all. Like that was yeah. from the prosecutor. Yeah, really. Like anything that was documented about, that's all like, mm-hmm. like this guy had this idea called Helter Skelter's end of the world, and that's how his followers followed him. And it's like, yeah, it yeah. sounds like they just pinned all this shit on him. They pinned on him and just was like, boom, yeah. I'm gonna write a fucking book. Yeah, and then the guy just ride in prison. I'm willing to bet the CIA convinced those people to kill them. Yeah. Really? That's probably more like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the CIA definitely did, and I, they they make criminals. So, or he did say well, that it's he, called job security. Yeah, <laughs> he did kind of allude to the fact that he wanted them to commit those murders, but never actually told them to. Mm-hmm. So, really? which isn't I illegal. Take that back. Yeah, yeah. The, the Sharon Tate murders, Tate murders, Tate. Yeah. Taint. Like the cookies. They're <laughs> fucking yeah. They're they're pretty fucked. It's it's fucked up. Like how like wasn't she married to Roman Polanski? Yes. Yeah. He and was out of pedophile. town. Yeah. Yep. God, so, I wish he was there when that happened. Oh, yeah, that would have been great. Out of the country at the time. But like that, they cut off 
One of her one of her breasts, they cut one of them completely off, and she was pregnant, and they, like, cut a big fucking X in her stomach. <coughs> like, it's brutal. And they wrote, they wrote, like, uh, they wrote, like, little piggy on the wall, or they wrote something like that. Pig. No, pig. Pig, or yeah. I thought it was, like, death to pigs or something like that. Something with pigs, but it was, like, written in her blood. It's, it's. From like, what I recall, when. Yeah, partly. Uh, Charles Manson sent, uh, what was it, Tex, not Tex, Tex Avery. Watson. Then. Tex Watson, I was going to say Tex Brian Avery, Tex the, guy that, the guy that did all the old school cartoons. Uh, when he sent it's everybody. Tex Avery. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was saying. I get the two mixed Thank up. Thank you, Adam. That was the so, joke. So close. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, when he sent him over there, he was telling him, write things on the walls. I, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of, I don't care what you say, just make it witchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it I remember uh, that. provocative and uh, interpretive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. he's always been about sending a message to the world because the swastika on his forehead. <laughs> I mean, what stronger way to That's send a message? That's good advertising. Mm-hmm. America's about two things. <laughs> Titties. Yep. Titties <laughs> and swastikas. Yeah. <laughs> That's three things. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a face so, tattoo back then, that's a big deal. Yeah. If fucking Post Malone had no tattoos on the face, no one give a fuck with that. No. <laughs> no. You look like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He contradicts really. himself a lot, though. In Get his some interviews. fucking face tattoos, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He says, like, he doesn't care what people think and uh, he doesn't have to lie. And then he, he says different things in different interviews. But also, there's a lot of interviewers that are, are like, assholes to him for like yeah. no reason like the guy's already doing life in prison you don't have to tell him what a piece of shit he is yeah, some of the interviews are like you know you're a monster right <laughs> yeah, yeah like tom snyder who is like who's just provoking he almost like how dare like how dare you not sit here and talk to me i'm tom snyder kind of attitude it's just <laughs> like you decided to fucking interview charles manson yeah one of the you know? scariest but, people but the tom planet. snyder interview with kiss is Hilarious. But who's <laughs> the, re- the more recognizable name between Tom Snyder and Charles Manson? Yeah. Well, at the time, it's like, that's two big names. I don't know who really? that is. I don't know yeah, who Tom Snyder I, is. Yeah, I, don't, I don't recognize Tom Snyder either. I know D. Snyder. <laughs> uh, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. He, was like, he was like the Bill Maher of the back in the day. Ugh. Oh, okay. Except less ugly and annoying. <laughs> and say the face he made me talk tr- at least attempted journalism the the bizarro world version of bill maher yeah if yeah. bill maher like bizarro. tried to have like a news show i guess kind of kind of does yeah. I don't know. I don't they know. just talk about it so the um yeah so the name of the cult that he started was called the family the family would carry out his murders for him manson was very charismatic and they would do everything he would tell them to do um the murder of Tate was brutal. Like I was saying earlier, uh, I'll skip over this part. Yeah, he cut off the titty, cut the X in the stomach, and the baby died. So he killed the baby too. Um, Vincent uh, Bo- Boogley Aussie. I wonder who kept the fetus. The CIA. <laughs> he would mix up some spaghetti. Um, this was later genetically engineered to turn into Elon Musk. There you go. Epstein used to eat the fetuses. Yeah. Interesting. Did he really? Yeah. I believe it was Virginia Roberts who said that. Holy shit. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be You would eat the actual feet, the whole fetus? Yeah. I mean, uh, he's not going to be wasteful. Yeah, dude. But th- I would like to eat a fetus one day. No, you want to eat it. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah, same. That's why I'm single. 
Yeah, I, I could see that. I, 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 I'm actually kind of impressed with people who uh, would kill people. Like, mm-hmm. if you killed a lot of people. Yeah. And you didn't experiment with cannibalism. Yeah, yeah, like, try. You had a bunch like, of dead people in your house, and you knew you had to chop them up. Like, yeah, you have them in your freezer. You're like, throw it in the oven. Let that meat go to throw it in. Yeah, do some art with. Throw in the Dutch oven. <laughs> just, just, a, just a piece. Just, yeah. a, just, a, just a. But it's a good seared human flesh gonna taste like, like. A carpaccio with some capers. Yeah. <laughs> maybe carve a fuck hole in a diaphragm. Yeah. <laughs> we'll you keep know, this one for special occasions. <laughs> Probably make a suit out of them. Yeah. Ed Gein style. No. No. Not today. <laughs> no, not today. I'd make some shoes out of their feet. <laughs> but like, like toe the, shoes? It would be like those shitty toes? toe shoes, except they were <laughs> Find somebody with really big feet and pretend that you're a hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are you, about a size 12? <laughs> <laughs> so Vincent uh, Bugliosi, that, he's the prosecutor for Charles Manson, the one I was just talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote the book, uh, Helter Skelter. He explains that Manson was deranged, and he argues in the book that Manson's main motive was to start an apocalyptic war by framing the Black Panthers. Tom O'Neill wrote a book um, that had over 30 years' experience called uh, Chaos, Charles Manson, the CIA, and secret, the Secret History of the 60s. This book pushes back on Helter Skelter and explains how Manson was involved in MK Ultra and was used as a lab rat. So... You're going to pour us some more tequila? Yeah. You know, it tastes like shit. So two of the main focuses of MKUltra were mind control, getting people to do what you want, and then also truth serum. And I think they should have started with ketamine because it's a lot easier to mind control and and, uh, get people to tell the truth on ketamine. Yeah. Coming from my personal experience of doing a lot of ketamine and <laughs> uh, believing things. I mean, you seem very truthful right now. But but also... Does that extend past a certain point? Yeah, once it wears off. Well, what happens... Fuck. I used to do... <laughs> Apparently so, 10 days isn't enough. No, I mean, just like in the long term, you know, it's like... You I know. would get ketamine and do schizophrenia, where like as soon as it kicked in, I would be like, the CIA is implanted in my brain, and like I'm connected to the internet, and I'm receiving all these signals... And then the next day I would wake up and I'd be like, well, that was crazy. Really? Yeah, it was wild. How many times does that happen? Like every time? Near the end, yeah. Fuck. Massive K-holes. Or, or thinking that like... Fuck. I don't know if I can do that. Or thinking that like lizard... Like I had some lizard people DNA and the ketamine like activated it and I was about to like morph into a lizard. Did you see the blue light? Uh, Once. I saw There God. it is. Yeah, they, they always see the blue light. The blue light. God's always a blue light for some reason. Mm-hmm. Or often. But uh, yeah, is that like the light at the end of the tunnel with near death experience? Sort of. No, it's a white light. No, but there's, they they oh, say so like you not to be interdimensionally <laughs> racist. Yeah. El Amnesio wouldn't be able to tell the difference because it was his. You see blue, was. right? Wait, yeah, I, I thought you could. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was in like a, a a room of like a council meeting of the gods, and yeah. then there was the main god, and he was mm. just a blue light, and I I was turning to look at him, but there was like this force field preventing me from seeing him. Yeah, and I could just see the light encompassing the room, and I could feel his presence. And I was like, "God, what are you doing here? It's this is ketamine. This is yeah. synthetic." And he's just like, "Don't worry about it." Wait, God, you party? Yeah, it's, <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> it's like Studio Fifty Four. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what you were saying earlier about the like giving them ketamine uh, just so they can kind of control them, right? It's hard to lie on ketamine. 
Yo, okay, so lying. So MK Ultra was used, like they're trying to create. They're also trying to create assassins too, like uh, mentoring candidates. So whenever they do it, they don't remember that they did it. Just so like they they like say you're a spy and you go kill somebody and they're and they start interrogating you. You won't know. You don't even remember doing the actual like murder or the assassination. Yeah, that was I mean, part of the whole program. So Eli, with with ketamine, I I haven't tried it myself. I've been curious about it, but I haven't tried it yet. Uh, when you say that it's hard to lie while you're on ketamine, is it is it because it's like uh, the traditional thought about truth serum, where you're just forced to tell the truth, or you just don't give a fuck, so you're willing to say whatever um, is like whatever's in your stream of conscious. Yeah, the second one. It's hard to talk in general, so the path of least resistance is to just say what's on your mind. Like, to construct a narrative in your head and then speak that out would be a, a lot of work, and uh, you'd have to pause a lot, and then you'd forget what you lied about. So it would just be easier to just tell the truth. So it's not like you're in a situation with something along the lines of, I think it's called sodium pentothal, the the classic truth serum where you're just so fucked up that you don't care what you say. Little of that too. Little of that also. Well, I'm just wondering whether or not I should try ketamine. <laughs> he's going to, he's going to drug his girlfriend and <laughs> ask her about her <laughs> no, DMs. Apparently if I do try ketamine, my entire house of cards is going to collapse. <laughs> Why? I'm just going to stay away. Oh. From <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Make sure she isn't coming on this show, right? Uh, I watched an episode of a YouTube channel called Vsauce, where, or no, it's not Vsauce, it's Minefield, where he same was guy. actually, yeah, same guy, um, where he was put on... It's a good show. I, oh, it's fucking, dude, it's fucking amazing. If that was the show that I could do, if I was smart enough to do that, that would that would be the show that I, I would make, but he already does it better, better than I can. Mm. Um, but when he was put on some sort of truth serum, he was actually trying to actively resist it and what he was talking about afterwards, if I'm remembering correctly, is it wasn't that he it wasn't that he was unable to lie. He just felt so relaxed and fucked up that he didn't care what he said. Like he was losing track, uh, kind of similar to what you were saying. He was losing track of his train of thought, and he would just forget that he wasn't supposed to say these things, and he was feeling really good, so he was just say whatever was on his mind. I think I saw that one actually. Yeah, it was a, a good episode. So uh, O'Neill, in his book uh, "Chaos and the CIA and the Secret History of the '60s," uh, he claimed that Manson was kind of like a Jeffrey Epstein figure. He was well known in Hollywood and would traffic underage girls to some of the elites at a high at high profile parties. Whoa! Yeah. Really? You're saying mm-hmm. Jeffrey Epstein did this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the Harvard guy? I, I've never heard about this. Yeah, it was in his book. Uh, he also Epstein's book? <laughs> what if he had a book? That'd be great. He would be in the kids' aisle. <laughs> it's a coloring book. <laughs> Choose your own adventure. Yeah. <laughs> Every adventure ends with being blasted. Pick a hole. <laughs> You can rather be raped in the cave <laughs> or raped outside of the cave. <laughs> yeah, either either way you choose is bad. Yeah. <laughs> either way you get raped. It all leads to the same end. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great audio book. Yeah. 
the name of the book. <laughs> <laughs> it would be fancy. But what Charles Manson said about the swastika on his forehead was essentially that it was just to make a statement and just make people go like, whoa. He wanted to, like, fear was the main way to control people, so he wanted power through fear. So he kind of, he, he said that the government made him into this monster, and he was like, well, the government already made me into this monster, I'm going to lean into it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that's how it plays into the MK Ultra angle, is it? Was was he admitting to being a part of MK Ultra? He never really ad- no, he never admits it. Heard. But I mean, he he was probably compartmentalized. Like he didn't the, he really wasn't privy to yeah of most things. There, I mean, assuming this mind control stuff worked, they could erase and implant new memories into him. There there's a major connection to him. He never admits to because he probably didn't know what the MK Ultra pro- program was. But well, hang on a second, he had um he was allowed parole at one point and then he went down to mexico mm-hmm. where i think is the place he was arrested yeah. to work uh sampling soil yes in mexico yeah for a company that later dissolved mm-hmm. so it was basically a shell company mervin's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that, that was one of the weirder things that tom o'neill talks about mm. he, he talks about this whole uh company that dissolved i think what like two years later he was didn't even exist. Like, what was he why, doing out there? Why was he testing soil? What does that What does that mean? Yeah, and it's it's very uncommon for. Or I, I don't think it ever happens where someone on parole gets to leave the country. No, and and also, um, he said the name of a doctor who would regularly come into his cell, but he only gave the last name of him. Doctor West. This Last guy name, feel good. Jolly, <laughs> it's Jolly West, right? And this guy, I don't remember the name, but this guy was like, oh, I wish I, I, he had given the first name, but I found a doctor during this time with that last name that was known to be involved with the LSD experiments. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we're going to get into that because i that's actually a big part of this episode. Let me pump but, the brakes. Yeah. But when we get to that, it, it's definitely... It's, Cornel it's West. Su- yeah. Cornel <laughs> Charles Manson. Fucking stupid afro he has. Kanye West. I just, Kanye. Yeah. That actually makes so much sense. It was yeah, Kanye, Kanye West. Kanye West. Same guy. Green someone told you Kanye West was a time traveler, you'd be like, well, of course he is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Elon Musk said he's inspired by him. Yeah. By Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Interesting. In an interview, they were like, you know, a lot of people here are inspired by you, Elon Musk. Who inspires you? And he's like, well, obviously Kanye West. <laughs> and then he got I like how he says, you never know if he's joking or not. He that, always he's always trolling. You're yeah. like, is he being... He's the happiest nerd I think ever. his haircut is a troll, too. <laughs> <laughs> his undercut. You don't, you don't get fucking that many hair plugs to get an undercut. You no. just don't. You got to do what uh, Anthony Cumia did, where he took all the, the back of his hair and he implanted it into the front of his head. You know about Sick. that? No. He was going bald, so he got an implant from the be- where all the hair follicles in the back of his head. Mm. He put it on the front. It's fucking crazy, but he is not bald anymore. Does he look cool? He looks like a regular guy with the good hairline. That's good. Something I would, I would, I mean, kill I'd like for? that. I, I don't know if I'd kill for. You should cut your beard off and put it on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> put my pubes. Well, then you're just going to have a patchy beard like mine. Yeah. Just turn into a exactly. werewolf. It's a trade-off. <laughs> uh O'Neill in- interviewed a friend of Sharon Tate. Uh, this is O'Neill's claims. On, uh, he, so he interviewed a f- friend of Sharon Tate. His name was uh, Shirak Hatami, a celebrity photographer. He said Hatami had been informed of the murders 90 minutes before the bodies were found. 
Hatami was told not to tell the court this during the prosecution of Charles Manson or he would be deported back to Iran. Why? Damn. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Uh, because the CIA was testing on him. They, they wanted to see... Remember, I was talking about how they would... They would, they would te- I might have said this before the show, mm. but uh, a lot of the MK Ultra studies were to study aggression. So they want. They kind of wanted to see. They wanted to see his aggression with the LSD and amphetamines uh, study of like the the combination of that cocktail. Let's see what it does. And if they sent him back to Iran, the the Iron Sheik would put him in the Cobra Clutch. And, <laughs> and that's young Iron Sheik when he was a bodyguard. That's got to be the next toy. Yeah, you got to. You have to. And then with the uh, the beers, are, are they looking at your your toys with the? T one thousand has a beer. You definitely have to. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> we, need, we need a picture of what you, what you have set up over there. It's Spawn, the T one thousand, and the Terminator. T one thousand's drinking a beer. Spawn's just they're all chilling. Yeah. Terminator looks like he's he's getting ready to smoke well, both of them. He's confused because the T one thousand, but the T one thousand's like, "Yo, I got past blue ribbon. Let's go. Let's drink." And he's like, "Okie dokie, let's do it." It's like Steve Carell and the forty year old virgin over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got a he's got a karaoke cameo in a minute. <laughs> all right, I got to piss. Spawn would whoop all three of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he he didn't piss in a cup like you did last week. Coward. Yeah. So um, Manson was in and out of prison throughout his life. This may have been uh, when the M- when the CIA began doing uh, MK Ultra experiments on him. Manson, known for violent and antisocial behavior, was in jail was in jail for multiple felonies, including statutory rape and grand theft auto. For some reason, he was able to violate his parole and was often let out of jail. O'Neill found a government document that said they allowed Manson to go to jail to study soil, like we were saying, which is really weird. Uh, well, that's not, it sounds like something something to do with, like, um, archaeology. <laughs> I wonder if you... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happened. Holy Eddie. shit, Eli didn't make it. Sorry, Eli, everyone. Eli's dead. Kevin, <laughs> life is not a simulation, the everybody. The strike again. Don't do ketamine. That's what happens if you do ketamine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good skeleton. He's like, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) (laughs) The skeleton of Paul Rubens. (laughs) (laughs) What I think is strange about that whole situation is I I think that must be... That's fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. Oh. Fucking wish. I'm just assuming mm-hmm. this must be one of less than ten Americans that actually traveled to Mexico for work, as a, opposed to it going the opposite direction. Yeah, <laughs> they said him like you're gonna go uh, study some soil. I don't know, man. I knew a kid who uh, he was like 23 and went Me? to Mexico with like four thousand dollars and opened a bar and just lived there on the beach. And made money. Okay, that sounds pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's parts of Mexico that aren't as shitty. Oh, so go to the border towns. The border towns suck. Yeah. Mexico City's great. Tijuana's cool. I've been there. It's a little crazy. Yeah, it, it's it's just like what is. It's super dangerous, but... Um, yeah, Rosarito's cool. Yeah. Um, 
Manson had been paroled in Los Angeles, but he was moved to San Francisco Bay Area without notifying the parole board, which is a violation. O'Neill thinks they let him out of jail because he was an informant that could infiltrate the hippie movement in San Francisco. He was also out of jail during the mur- during the moiters. Oh God, the moiters! The moiters. Uh, O'Neill O'Neill thinks that Manson's parole officer Roger Smith was sent by the CIA in order to for them to study him. So. Roger Smith was his parole officer. There's a lot of weird shit with him. Did you did you read about, about Roger Smith? Isn't no. that the name of the alien from American Dad? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, like... Roger Smith is the name of the actual dad, right? No, that's uh, Stan. Oh yeah, I think it is Roger Smith. Yeah, the the yeah, you're right. That's interesting. I didn't think of that. Yet another. CIA he works for the connection. CIA too. Who is Roger Smith? He was a parole officer for Charles Manson. <laughs> his name but was Roger he, Smith. He was able to like get him out of shit. He was able to put him like um like whenever he was out of jail on parole, he was like the guy who he would talk to the judge. He was like the guy that would take him places. Like it, it was like his 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 way of doing stuff. He's like legally. R. Kelly's uh he's like R. Milton? Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Just get him all kinds of shit. Yeah. So, uh, if you're a rapist, you don't have to go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> he's his hair, the reason he was able to, yeah, America. he was able to do illegal <laughs> shit and get away with it was because of Roger Smith. Yeah. So Manson was recommended by his first probation officer to live in San Francisco. The officer says it was because he knew Manson. Uh, he was a hippie and he would benefit from the quote, uh, city vibes. This would send him to a new probation officer named Roger Smith. Roger Smith, who had only opened the the hot Ashbury Clinic about three months prior. Hate Ashbury. Hate Ashbury. So hate Ashbury is interesting because it's very similar to the uh, the Midnight Climax, which we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. What's that? So Midnight Climax. Oh yeah, yeah, the hookers. Yeah, where they would they they had their That's own whorehouses and they had like the magic mirrors and they would dose the the guy. Mm. So well, hate, hate Ashbury is an intersection in San Francisco. Yeah. That is by a park, and there was a lot of hippie gatherings there. Yeah, so they would the CIA would set up these little hippie like houses where these people would go to, and they would dress like hippies, like the like the people, like the CIA people would go in there, and they would just study these people. These, they would been funny. They're wearing bell bottoms and exactly fucking flat tops, trying to blend in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fellow hippies. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like that. It's like that Thirty Rock episode with. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that that's how they would study them. They would they would just dress like them and then they would follow them around and like give them LSD and they would just see what they do. That must have been fun. Yeah. Uh Are all my friends operatives. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. You never know. Fuck. Uh Roger Smith was part of two federally funded studies, the San Francisco study, a study on parole uh best practices and the amphetamine research project, the ARP. A study on the effects of speed on violent uh, behavior in street gangs. Both of these projects were funded through National Institute of Mental Health, which had been used as a front for CIA money during the MK Ultra psychedelic experiments. Uh, Smith would go on to offer many free services and see the Manson girls many times. Smith was able to keep Manson and his girls out of jail. Um, uh, Susan Atkins, who would later be. She was the one that wrote Pig on the Wall in the Sharon Tate murder. With the, with the titty blood. The titty blood. Um, 
Later, Smith would describe her as a hardworking woman, but at the time, he uh, the judge said that he was confident that they would comply with any probationary conditions aimed at their rehabilitation. Roger Smith would even become the legal guardian of Charles Manson's son. So most of Smith's records from that time are locked behind what O'Neill has re- referred. Yeah. It's Charles Manson's son. is uh, His legal guardian is Roger Smith, the pro- parole officer. That's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. So they, Charles Manson's legal guardian was Roger Smith? No, Charles Manson's son was, yeah, Charles Manson's son, legal guardian was Roger Smith. Oh, his son's legal guardian. Yeah. Mm. That's still a yeah. very strange connection. Yeah. It's really strange. I didn't know he had a son. Yeah. He has you interviews. Have stories about him? I don't. The son has interviews? Yeah, son yeah. has interviews. Look it up. What's his name? Uh, something like I, well, S- Manson. Does he have pedophiles? No, he's like really normal. Yeah. He just has no... Just boring... Yeah. He's like Hank Williams the third. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's just, I know he's my just, grandpa's famous. That's all I know. <laughs> the family name. Yeah. Shows up at Warp Tour every now and then. Hey, I'm Charles Manson's son. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! He goes to conventions. <laughs> it's like him and Jordy LaForge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they they hid these files at, at, under what Tom O'Neill would call the veil of secrecy. The secret. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not vague. It's not, like, not, <laughs> that, it's not that cool. What Come does on. that mean? The, the veil of secrecy. Fuck is that? Uh, a defense subpoena for Manson's federal parole file was blocked by the U.S. Attorney General during the sentencing phase of the trial, which was highly unorthodox for a death penalty case. Not in San Francisco. Yeah. There's like a million people in San Francisco whose story is just like that. They just, they just get off on shit. To go to jail, and they're like, I don't like it in jail. And they're like, you, you want out? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but get out. Well, get the fuck Bye. out. <laughs> I'm living there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Especially now. Especially now. That as long as Chester Boudin is the DA there, like, and you want to yeah. commit crimes, move there now. Yeah. What a shithole. Fuck happened in San Francisco. Literally. It makes me sad. Yeah. It's a beautiful city, and then... When I moved there, it was Mrs. Doubtfire. It was full house. Oh. I killed a homeless guy there once. <laughs> That's the best part of living in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. It's the American psycho. Why don't you get, I can see Eli. Why don't you get a job? <laughs> <laughs> Opens his briefcase. Want some money? Some food? And then just stabs the guy in the gut. And then stomps his dog out. <laughs> I wouldn't hurt the dog. That's too far. <laughs> yeah. This homeless no, guy came up to me and was like, Eli has limits. This homeless guy comes up to me. We're in the BART station, like underground train uh, subway type thing. And uh, this, this crackhead comes up to me and he's like, hey, man, you got a cigarette or a dollar? And I was like, nah, sorry, man. And he's like, he like steps closer to me. He's like, I know you got something. And when he says something, like spit flies out of his mouth and goes like in my eye. And I'm like, oh, get the fuck away from me. And I push him in his chest. And I don't know if you've ever fought a crackhead before, but they have hollow bones. So this guy, (laughs) they're light. They're very light. So (laughs) I push him, and this guy goes flying. That's also like the opening to 28 Days Later. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. (laughs) This guy goes flying and lands down in the train tracks. And my the train yeah. <laughs> Wait, did he murder somebody? And there was a train coming, 
And my first thought was like, ha ha, motherfucker. <laughs> You're like, look at me, I did this to you. <laughs> and then my second thought was, oh wait, I'm gonna go to jail for murder. <laughs> so I go up and I'm like, hey, like, get the fuck out of there. You're gonna die, man. And he's, you know when you play The Sims and you like lock them in like four walls and they're just walking around going, <laughs> identical to that, identical. And I'm like yelling, I'm like, I'm like, hey, dude, get the, f-. I'm like yell whispering. I'm like, get the fuck out of there, man. You're going to die. And he's just incoherent. So I jump down there. I grab him by his waist. I throw him up. I climb back up. And then half the train station only saw the last half of what happened. So I just looked and like a fucking, a fucking hero. hero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like three people, three people walked by and they gave me a fist bump. And, um. It's like the firefighters. Those people are not from San Francisco. And and, and the girl, well, maybe those three people saw the first part. They're like, like, you saved him? Why? Why? (laughs) (laughs) I was with a girl at the time. We went to this little bar where they served nothing but martinis. Is it called martini? Martinis? I think it, yeah. Yeah, it's They serve by the pint. Yeah, it's it's across the street from uh uh what's call it? I can't remember the name of it. Is it a really awesome Rose. karaoke place? Wait, martinis by the pint? Yeah. That's they, get, they give me a big ass martini glass by the pint. They give me a big martini glass and then a pint of stuff to pour into it. So one martini is like fucking four. So I was right. hammered. Okay, yeah, it's so like that, you get your milkshake and then they give you the little This is before. The, the milkshake. It's like that, <laughs> except it's a martini. So and then the one of the um, the workers or conductors or something who worked at the BART station, she's like walking around. I'm with a girl at the time. She's sobbing hysterically through this whole thing. And I'm like, hey, stop. We're pretending like that didn't just happen. Yeah. And she's like, okay. <laughs> she saw that. Oh, yeah. She saw the whole thing. You came so Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You saw nothing. So, I, so the lady's like, we're looking for the guy that knocked him out and the guy he knocked out or something. And I was like, I didn't knock anyone out. This bitch is tripping. And uh, no one in, this was my first time in San Francisco too. And <laughs> no one, everyone, a lot of people saw what happened and nobody snitched on me. So after that, I was like, I love San Francisco. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It's like New York City. Yeah. It sounds like, that sounds like New York City. <laughs> there's, there's a certain amount of lawlessness. That's acceptable. Yeah. I don't like homeless people. Yeah. You almost murdered a guy. I wouldn't expect anything less from Eli, though. Yeah. <laughs> he never had a boring story. But you know he's not a sociopath because he likes dogs, and he didn't murder a crackhead. Allegedly. Yeah, true. No, you. Maybe the guy did die, but he made up this story. He's definitely dead now. Oh, yeah, yeah. He died from getting ran over by a train. live forever. <laughs> yeah. They never fucking die. Yeah. Yeah, that's why... Um, yeah. Like, just, like a normal, it'd be like the normal, what you would say, like, hey, dude, back off. Yeah. And then he just flipped through the train. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's exactly lifting a lot of weights at the time. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he told the police. Just, <laughs> just waiting for him to bump into the third rail. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be a myth. That he touched it. Oh, yeah. That's what people were saying. Like, if he touches that third rail, he's going to die. <laughs> So the the connection the connection that uh, O'Neill put together to support Manson was part of the MK Ultra was Dr. Lewis West. Uh, Dr. Lewis, uh, J- his name is Dr. Lewis Jollyan West, or they call him Jolly. He was a notorious doctor who worked uh, with the CIA MK Ultra uh, control mind control experiments. 
So like, uh, it was a legend. They because he worked with a lot of like LSD uh, projects and was connected to the CIA. Uh, he was in regular contact with the with the Manson cult, the family. Dr. West was a UCLA psychiatrist who performed uh, Jack Ruby's controversial psychiatric evaluation. So, like, the way they kind of compare this to, he was, like, the the Forrest Gump, like, where he was always around, like, big events in his lifetime. He's like Keith Richards. He's yeah. He's there for every major <laughs> yeah. That also seems astoundingly convenient yeah. that somebody who is associated with all of this other shit yeah. happens to be the one that did the psychiatric evaluation on Jack Ruby, the guy who shot Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. It may be a little bit of an inside job there. Yeah, and Austin. Charles Manson. Imagine there's, that. There's a lot of that that goes on. Like, the guy who did the, the coroner in the Epstein case was connected to something else. Or no, oh, he did the man. autopsy on Michael Jackson. Maybe that's all I'm thinking of. Hey. That's not that big of a deal. Wait, we gotta look that up. That that's been uncomfortable. <laughs> he, was, um, he did the aut- autopsy on two pedophiles? Yeah. So, <laughs> they got the right guy for the job. He's a <laughs> they got a little committee. Necrophiliac for pedophiles. So the, the he he specializes in, in doing autopsies on pedophiles. <laughs> kind of death metal. <laughs> so he was um so Wes this this was the guy we were talking about earlier. Uh, Wes was in, he was able to induce insanity in people. So one of the fun facts I, I can found do that too. I've yeah, had girlfriends like that. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the fun facts about uh, Jolly West was he famously killed. Tusco the elephant with a cocktail of LSD and amphetamines while trying to induce must, an aggressive state that occurs during mating. <laughs> that was on. That was on accident. Yeah. So softcore history. They talk about uh, Thomas Edison killing uh, Topsy. Topsy the elephant. This guy fucking killed an elephant with LSD. We're a little more uh, hardcore. Oh God, yeah. That, that would have had to have been a, a big bowl. I would have liked oh, to just see the serving size. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. take a few tastes. I mean, oh, LSD, I, I think, would affect... You wouldn't need that much more for a elephant just because it's larger because it just targets your brain and doesn't get processed by your liver and kidneys and stuff. Yeah, just oh, give, him, really? give him a gallon of LSD. He probably sucked it in through his trunk. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to affect him That's differently. And then sprayed yeah. it all over the, the tourists that were hanging out with them. <laughs> and they all start tripping. That's, that, that's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. Dude, uppers and LSD are not a good combination. I've done coke no. and LSD before. And LSD gives you the ability to, like, see the universe, and then coke gives you the ability to get anxiety about all of it. So. <laughs> to, to, to explain to everyone what you're seeing. Yeah, it's, it's bad. I Amphetamines, that was great. Yeah. I, I, I wish that something that doesn't melt your brain... Like a, a healthy version of meth came. Didn't, out. didn't the guy that that started My Pillow? He was a crackhead, and he started My Pillow when he when he was on. Mike crack. Lindell's a hero. Yeah, he's an American hero. <laughs> <laughs> he started. That's so crazy that he started My Pillow <laughs> while he was on crack. Mike Lindell. That, that's the guy who shot Bin Laden, right? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Also was, no, he smothered Bin Laden with a pillow. <laughs> with my pillow. And then, yeah. It's like, this is a really good pillow. This is, I should mark a pillow of Patriots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My pillow was. Like my buddy? Yes. Like my buddy and my buddy. and a kid's sister. It's a pillow, it's a doll, it's a sex toy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a WWF wrestling buddy, but you fuck it. <laughs> It's like, really? like we all did. Pocket pussies. Yeah. <laughs> we'll look this up. 
I wanted WWF. Uh, oh, those are cool. Remember, remember the ones you could just before. elbow drop? It's yeah. like... The my, my pillow? pillow? Apparently, just a pillow. Yeah, apparently. But it molds your really neck. It's just a nice pillow and you make sheets. The Giza Dream Sheets. This is not a flashlight. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. just a pillow. So my... Not with yeah, that it's attitude, it's not. But Amnesio is talking about fucking it and I'm... I mean, What's wrong with that? You can't, you can't not fuck it. But you don't say that it's a pillow for fucking... Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, buddy. I'm sitting right here, and we're not supposed to talk about that on here. <laughs> That's between us. So, um, back, back, to, <laughs> back to Jolly West. Uh, West was fascinated with the hippie subculture and conducted open-air experiments in San Francisco's height... Uh, what is it? Hate, 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 hate neighborhood, which was the epicenter of the movement at the time. In one case, he set up a fake hippie crash pad in the community so he could secretly observe the hippies in their natural habitat. Like I was saying earlier, that's like the. I'm just imagining him in a pillow fort with binoculars, <laughs> <laughs> in like a living room with tapestries. <laughs> There's. <laughs> There's actually a neighborhood in San Francisco that's called Hate Neighborhoods. It's called the Hate. Yeah. H A I G H T. Oh, I was mixing that up with like Hyde Park or something. That's LA. No. Yeah, no. Hi- There's no Hyde. No. That's somewhere else. Yeah, Hyde Park's in LA. Okay. Uh, so the CIA would also set up a free medical clinic in the neighborhood under the pretenses of giving them free medical care but with the co- the covert goal of examining them and using them as test subjects. It's, what, Tuskegee Experiment 2.0? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they would do... What the fuck? Yeah, it's it fun. <laughs> we fucked it up the first time. We're going to get it right this yeah. time. This We're time, getting, we don't need to give them syphilis. syphilis. They'll do that themselves. <laughs> <laughs> this time with white people. Yeah. The Tuskegee Experiments were part of MKUltra, weren't they? Uh, I think they predated by what year was it? Quite a bit. That was like in the fifties, I think. Oh, well, the, I think MK, MK Ultra was in fifty three. Since then, fifty three was the first year of MK it, Ultra. It might have been around the same time, but I'm. Uh, I know that the two. Well, at least on paper, the two were separated because the 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 Tuskegee experiments were just to see, like, hey, what what happens if we give all these people syphilis and we don't do anything about it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They tried yeah. injecting him with cancer too. <laughs> it just didn't stick, so yeah. like, okay, fuck it, we're going to do syphilis instead. Let's give them AIDS. Give them and cigarettes. Let's... Yeah, every, <laughs> every, every STD. And, and, then, <laughs> and then someone said, cigarettes don't give you cancer. <laughs> okay, Doctor. Well, let's, let's try crack. Yeah. And now we have the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Funnest time. Uh, yeah. So O'Neill found a lot of compelling evidence through many of his FOIA requests. Um, what? Freedom, uh, of Freedom of Information Act. As we said in the last episode, most of the files were destroyed, so we will never know. Many people see this as experiments gone wrong, but the author of My Manipulators, a nonfictional account uh, by Alan Shefflin, he wrote a lot about like the CIA. He said, like a lot of people were like, oh, this is an experiment gone wrong. And he said, quote, no, it's an experiment gone right. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so Charles Manson, he thinks it was a... It, it, the experiment gone right. They were just trying to see if they can create a guy like Charles Manson or like Whitey Bulger or who, whoever else was on there. Who, who else were we talking about that had MKUltra? But yeah, 
I mean, Ted Kaczynski yeah. is theoretically part of that, too? Of, uh, theoretically. Yeah, the Unabomber, same definitely. That, same way that Charles Manson is theorized to be part of MK Ultra, Because, I mean, any of the the major figures that that might have come out of MK Ultra are all theoretical. Like there's, there's none of them where it's yeah. like, okay, this is a, a definitive, this is definitive proof that this particular person who came to prominence was actually part of MK Ultra. <laughs> Cause the government just, I mean, they, they don't work that way, but without any substantiating evidence, there's also no way to say uh, it still comes down to a conspiracy theory. Mm. I mean, that's why we're, we're doing a podcast like this where, None of the stuff can really be uh, like the the ultimate idea behind the episode can't really be corroborated. If it if it could, it wouldn't be a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. So this is the time where we rate the conspiracy theory one out of ten on the believability of Charles Manson being a part of the UK of uh, the MK Ultra test. Ten. So. Uh, all right, well, so we'll we'll start off with Eli. What what he thinks because he's already said ten. Give us an expo- explanation of why you think he was part of the MK Ultra. Uh, based on the fact he went to Mexico after prison and uh, he said he says a lot of what work with soil. Yeah, <laughs> nobody in their right mind does that. Soil. <laughs> this is so boring. They, they just said soil. No, no one works with soil in Mexico. No, <laughs> no, ever. No. This is kind of tangential, but he said something interesting about how life is God and anything that's alive is God. Yeah. And uh, I believe that. And I think you're reincarnated as soon as you die. Mm-hmm. Like and the then, same moment? Yeah. Or do you get like a, like a, like a little couple weeks off? I think it's instant. Instantaneous. You, you don't even get a little sabbatical from existence? From it's fucking well, horrible. Well, there's, I mean, college. not unless you learn your lesson. <laughs> There was this, you there was spend this, a year abroad in the universe. Personally, I keep making the same mistakes over and over. So until I stop doing that, I'm 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 going to come back here. I'm pretty sure. I think that's well. There there's a experience. In, there's an interesting thing that I, I've I've seen in like some of the uh, Reddit conspiracy like threads where they're talking about these people that had um, like life or death situations where they almost died and they saw this thing they would call the wheel. They would see this wheel. So like. Whenever you go inside that wheel, you you see this light. So that's like the light you're going into. But when you go into that light, apparently you're going into another body. So that has to do with reincarnation. A lot of these people believe that this wheel, like you, you just keep going into this wheel, and it just keeps the starting wheel of over. pain from Conan. Yeah, yeah, the light at the end of the tunnel I was is say, the a vagina. Lot of wheels in the yeah. movies. <laughs> you just, <laughs> but you don't. But there's like there's no, like so no the, heaven or hell. Of, it's just the wheel of pain. No, there's no good and evil. It's a human construct. Yeah, you just keep you just keep going back into it, and then eventually you escape it. Charles that, Manson was just a charismatic guy in the wrong place at the wrong time. So ten. So what do you oh, think? So is, so is uh, Ted Bundy. Sorry, yeah, those are reading glasses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam. Adam, what do you next. think? What do you rate it as? Him being part of the MK Ultra. It, Experiments. Um, probably a four. You give it a four reason. Yeah. This guy's a fed. <laughs> Narc. Because yeah. I have a fed haircut. Yeah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I don't know. I just. Uh, I don't. I. I think in hindsight we can see MK Ultra in its totality. Mm-hmm. 
because it's way back when we have hindsight. But yeah. then I think it was like just this broken up thing that wasn't mm-hmm. established. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's like looking at Amazon now, mm-hmm. what it is now, and what it was then. Yeah. Where it was just like, you want to buy a book on the internet? It's like, no, I don't. It's stupid. There's <laughs> bookstores no, retarded. <laughs> it's, like, it's like looking at like that, where it's just like in hindsight, it's like, well... Charles Manson was around during that time. It must have. It, I think everything was so compartmentalized. Where maybe some of that was useful information mm. for something at some point, but it, there wasn't like a twenty, thirty year plan where they're like, mm, "This is working perfectly." Yeah. I think mm. MK Ultra is still going on. Oh yeah, we, we talked probably, about yeah. yeah, it's probably 100%. a thing that's just constantly going on. It was never officially officially ended. The Project Monarch yeah. and there's like all that kind of stuff where. Has to do with controlling minds and and making people like in a marionette state. Where you That's can... funny. Uh, I went to a boarding school called Monarch, yeah, and they followed all the protocols of mind control in the Monarch uh, documents or whatever. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's understandable considering that that you know if you want to indoctrinate people and get them to do what you want them to do, you would follow the tried and true method mm-hmm. of controlling people uh, you know it's like it didn't work on me it, 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 well i mean you're one of the, the lucky crack me. <laughs> are you sure about that though? yeah well what if you're an mk ultra guy sleeper cell they may have broken me they didn't crack me as soon as we as Holy soon as we fuck. find out your manchurian candidate yeah what's your word we gotta yeah, find the word <laughs> well, no you're gonna no yeah. it'll be a, it'll be a, a mockingbird thing or something. he's just like i'm fine like yeah. i'm fine and then like next thing you know he sees people with with the Play-Doh faces going like, <laughs> and he's in a bathtub of ice, wondering what the fuck happened to him. I just pretend like those aren't Rockets. everywhere. <laughs> that would make Jacob Slider so much better. Of a movie. <laughs> Tim Rollins is like, I don't even, I don't even see that. <laughs> what do you, what do you think? I would. I would. That would be that cool. Is like the, you see that? Like all of a sudden you're gonna snap out and be able to kill him with your bare hands. Well, I think you already can. Oh yeah, that's I, a new I, thing I though. Would not yeah. doubt that. You had to learn that through the through the program, through the Kumite. About to go yeah. do that right now. Yeah, uh, I would say that I would say that this. I would give it about a maybe a, a two to three out of five, just because. Well, out of ten, what do you think out of ten? Or, sorry, two to three out of ten, just Whoa. because it, at that point in in history, LSD was already a, a party drug. Mm-hmm. So somebody having access to LSD and experimenting with it and also just cults already being a thing at that point, it's not unbelievable to think that it was just uh, nature playing out with a bunch of LSD involved. I mean, there's been throughout, like, through every single era of history, there have been people that, that work to get to a position of power to control other people that are just full-blown sociopaths and if you throw a bunch of psychedelics into the situation with somebody that already has an unstable mind then you're gonna get a situation that plays out like the the sharon tate murders that makes sense confirm like like freeway ricky ross like that dude was allowed to sell fucking cocaine for a long time yeah he was protected i mean i uh, maybe there's so the the reason that i give it like a three three to four out of ten is because the some form or some branch of the government being aware of what was going on, but allowing it to play out just to see like 
fuck, I wonder what's going to happen here. Maybe we can learn something from it. Like, I mean, that I can believe. That's like, if I was in Vegas, I'd bet, I'd bet some money on a 30% chance that's true. Mm. Oh, I mean, it, yeah, in, in terms of gambling, that's not terrible. Uh, but yeah, I think that with the the widespread proliferation or whatever it is, mm-hmm. anyway, the widespread use of, of psychedelics and like every other drug that was available back in that that era, it's not surprising. Well, actually, I I think that it's surprising that this is the most prominent case that we have to reference. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think. Maybe it had something to do with government mind control. I don't see the purpose of it though. In the so in like the end, if, if they were doing it, there'd at least be some proof. Some proof. Uh, well, no, I I think that if if they were doing it, we wouldn't know about it. Okay. What do you, What do you think? I, I think it was just an what, attempt. Okay. Sorry. No, no. Go ahead. I, I think they were trying to do this with a, a lot of people. And Charles Manson was just one of them, and he's not that special. He just ended up gaining media attention because of uh, the celebrity. That I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. That's an interesting way to look at it, because if you look at the percentage of people that try to become celebrities and the percentage of people that actually become celebrities, Charles Manson is like the the Ben Affleck of of cult leading serial killers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, actually, well, I wouldn't say Ben Affleck. Yeah, he's the (laughs) Tom Cruise, the, the Tom Cruise of of cult leading serial killers. Although he didn't actually kill anybody himself, he, no. He became. Pri- I think he became violent killer. in prison. He's not though. a murderer. People, let me stop saying that. I think he killed yeah, people in prison, though. I think he actually did kill people, but yeah. he wasn't convicted of murder. He killed. He killed a. Oh no, he's convicted. He, of no, he, he he's, he's, drug dealer. He's he convicted, convicted of murder, but um, according to like the laws in California, they they were going to put him to death. But they got rid of the death penalty in California. That's you why can get he, the death penalty for being charged with perjury on a murder case. You know what's not crazy in California? In some, in some places, is you can willingly infect somebody with AIDS in the same state, and it's not a crime. Yeah, that's a new thing. Yeah, awesome. yeah, very recently. Yeah, bug chasers. What do you What do you think? Um, El Amnesio. Joel. Uh, El Amnesio. Uh, Shit. God damn it. What? what? There you go. Ten out of ten. So that settles it. It's true. So uh, I'm gonna go with uh, eight out of ten, just because he was around. This was in the middle of MK Ultra. Um, he was, I mean, like we were talking about before the show. He didn't even know how to read until he was a teenager, and he was very charismatic. They were able. They're like this guy. We if if there's anyone that you can train to to like to really do these studies in the MK Ultra. You that's that's the guy. That would be a prime candidate for it. Yes, and they let him out of jail. That that's the biggest part. So he was definitely involved with the government. I don't know if it's the CIA, the FBI, but they let him out of jail multiple times. Even let him go they let him violate his probation to go to Mexico. So that's one of the things where I'm like, oh, so what would be the cause of that if it wasn't MK Ultra? What would be the uh, other? What's the reasoning for letting that happen? I mean, I would say that that's a failure in government oversight. I mean, there's there's plenty of people that have been released either on parole or like accidentally. Also, yeah. like you can't get a work pass to go work in Mexico. Like that doesn't that doesn't make fucking sense to me. Yeah, well, I, when I you're on parole, you, you're not allowed to leave the, you your city. You can't even leave your city. Or 
Yeah, well, and they're letting him go to a fucking country. They right. let him leave the United States, so he's out. I've known people that have that have been on parole and, and left their own city because it's there's a, a huge amount of people that need to be state. tracked. And, I mean, there's... But let me there, oh, no, it's not going to be legal. This was legal. Yeah. Well, well, it, it wasn't legal, but he got away with it because of Roger Smith. I got a story off camera. Off camera? Should I cut to someone else? Or off audio? Oh, oh you, you want to tell us after the show? or you? Yeah. Okay. Classified information. You know, Classified because you know, uh, Eli's a fed. I, I think <laughs> looking into, I think maybe there was some sort of like, fed up with you your can. Shit. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like why can't you get out? Why can't you leave the state and leave the country to go work somewhere? Somebody knew he was working. Yeah, it's like all. I mean, I, and then maybe that got maybe that got like they got rid of that. They're like, okay, you can't leave the state no more. But the company does oh, not he exist was also on anymore. Death row in California. There's no death row no more. Yeah, I got to see where they kept Charles Manson in San Quentin. Oh really? Yeah, it was awesome. It's this little brick building in the middle of the yard. Yeah, and now Scott Peterson's there. God bless when I got shown for, for letting you get out. Scott and, Peterson, and he um, mur- he murdered his he married he murdered his wife Lacey Peterson. Wife, and, uh, yeah, yeah, she was pregnant. It was like Christmas Eve. It was in Modesto, California. She went missing, and there was this whole like we got to find Lacey thing, and then everyone was like, "The fucking husband did it." And yeah. then he ended up fucking. He tried it's to he tried he ble- died, bleached his hair, tried to flee to Mexico, and they caught him. Yeah, oh. <laughs> coincidentally, bleach the hair because he, uh, he just blended with the college kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm from San Diego. <laughs> Why do you look like you're you're at the tail end of thirty? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it was okay to just go from state to state or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, it 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 doesn't even need yeah, to be okay. I don't think it even needs to be okay to to jump bail or skip out on parole. Like people people do that shit on a very very regular basis. Well, that's I thought it was. Like, yeah, was it actually know. was it actually sanctioned though? It was recorded. Yeah, was it actually sanctioned? Because even then, if if you've got a yeah, if you got a friendly it. parole officer, where you're like, look, man, I, I'm a good guy. Just just let me fucking go and do this shit real quick. I'm take trying to clean up son. my act. <laughs> yeah, already, I take care of my son. Let my fucking cult bitches fucking out free. Yeah, like, yeah, parole officer didn't give a fuck. I mean, that was. Well, that was also pre-Sharon Tate murders. Yeah. How, how hot mm. were the girls in the family? Not. They were frumpy. Oh, really? Were they? Yeah. Yeah. They were kind of Sharon hot Tate because they were crazy. Sharon Tate was really Sharon hot. Was you look at her, you're like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Insane. Yeah, like, it, it makes sense. I feel like no one was hot back then. No one was really hot. Everyone was, like, sweaty and oily looking. It's like the, <laughs> had wrinkles. the further you go back in history, the, the lower the standard for attractive becomes. Yeah, sure. like that Persian queen. Cleopatra? She was like fat and had a mustache. Oh, no, that was... Well, Cleopatra might have also, but she was Egyptian. Um, the babe with the unibrow's hot. Frida Kahlo? Yeah. She was Mexican. That wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it was wasn't too long Spanish, ago. Spanish, wasn't she? She's Mexican, yeah. She's hot. But she was in Mexico, but wasn't she kind of Spanish? No. Everyone in Mexico is. Her husband was. Yeah, yeah from that's why they speak Spanish. <laughs> instead of Mexican. <laughs> oh, he just got burned. Damn. <laughs> Talking about my people. <laughs> yeah. Same for me. All right. Uh, so you got to get out of here. So we should probably end this episode. Let's so. get the fuck out of here. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, I got it. Uh, I'm going on Nooner Nation tonight. Yeah, he's on Nooner Nation. Um, 
So by the time this episode comes out, the Nooner Nation episode's already going to be done. Well, it'll it'll, oh. it'll it'll be it on Tuesday. So how how did the episode go? It was actually really really fun. I was uh, I was a little <laughs> shocked by Bill Schofield suddenly pulling out his penis, but I kind of expected <laughs> it. I think that's more on on me than on him. Mm. His penis uh, was on you. Also, Nooner yeah. Nation, <laughs> hey, sh- hey, share our, share our videos, uh, Nooner Nation. Like we we that would be greatly appreciated. If you can clip that before the episode comes out tonight, I know yeah. Bill. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll clip that right now. Gonna share it. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks uh, for having me. Um, yeah. So oh, tell. So let's do some plugs right now. Uh, Eli, go ahead. Uh, my Instagram is Octavius Thunder, and Giggle Boys Podcast. And Brody Lowballer, Great names. and Golden Great. Cricket Inc. Yes. yes. <laughs> no. What, what, what about the one and with the with Temple? Yes, I have multiple different ones. Holy shit! He has so many Instagram. Given time. Yeah, when a girl breaks one. up with me, she's got to block so many accounts. <laughs> <laughs> which is the main one? Which, which one would you want them to follow first? Octavius Thunder. Okay. Tell them, tell them to follow the one where um, oh block my number block my number is my Dad, favorite. Shit. It's have, so I funny. Read through all of those posts, so <laughs> they're so good. Times. They're so good. Yeah. So yeah, so that's Eli um, Octavius Slender, Eli Halpern, uh, Instagram extraordinaire. <laughs> I don't know how he deals with all that shit, but um, yeah, I have no idea either. <laughs> Block my number is so good. Uh, so fucking good, too. Adam? It doesn't help my schizophrenia. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it must not. I mean, it probably doesn't help your love life, either. It puts a picture of all the voices in my head. <laughs> well, that's it, more multiple personality disorder. There's Yeah, yeah, that's true. But he's building a brand. Instagram. you got to build the brand. Building a bunch of brands, and <laughs> yeah. whichever one takes off, I'm going to lean in that one. Oh, wait. Uh, the cricket protein bars, 20% off goldencricket.com. Uh, pre-order. They'll be shipping in a month. Fuck yeah. Holy shit. Wait, yeah. Okay. I'm so excited. I'm going to try it too, for sure. Oh, I'll be in. You can't not. I'm, I'm making a list of everyone who doesn't want to try it, and then I'm going to ruin their life. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He's tried them already. Oh, he did? Oh, yeah. he has? That's that's part of my uh, my pitch, is that even my fat friend likes them. <laughs> yeah. I remember he was talking shit about it at first on, the, on Giggle Boys. Like, dude, I'm not gonna eat crickets. That was Darian. Oh, okay. Darian was the one. He's also fat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he makes Mike look small. It's crazy. No. Okay. We gotta get him to try it. Yeah, I will. Okay. You won't eat crickets? Why not? Wait, wait, wait. All right. So, Adam, yeah. tell us about Skeleton Factory. What, what's going on with Skeleton Factory right now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all depressed. I gotta go to the bathroom. Go take a piss. I gotta do the same thing. I, I'm sponsored by Cricket Bars. Um, <laughs> not, um, I don't know. I, I've been fucking. I've been fucking sitting on my ass lately. I've been all fucking depressed because my dad had a heart attack and he's all homeless and shit. I thought your dad was dead. My stepdad's dead. My biological Sean, dad. Nice. That was in the last episode where he was like, "Can't believe he died of lung cancer." Spoiler alert. Oh. <laughs> See, sometimes women get remarried. Mm-hmm. And then you have a stepdad who uh, raises you. And then your biological father right. decides to go busk in front of a Walgreens for your entire childhood. Oh, boy. So so, so tell us about the, the podcast. Podcast. This is what the podcast is. You don't even listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It's a Skeleton Factory podcast. It's uh, the best cult film podcast on the internet. It's at skeleton underscore factory on Instagram. I can definitely vouch for that because I, I'm a terrible friend when it comes to uh, consuming anything that that anybody that I know has actually made. Mm-hmm. I, I made a short but, film and you still haven't watched it. I watched it earlier. It's I, really funny. I don't know if I, I don't know if I ever will because I. Well, the the thing. I I was working on cleaning the apartment the other day, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to listen to Skeleton Factory for this. And I started listening to it, and I ended up listening to it for the rest of the entire fucking day because Adam has like an ASMR voice where I was just so relaxed, like, oh, man, this sounds really good. The, Take your clothes the, off. The concept, <laughs> it worked. Oh, yeah, he talks and you whisper for the whole show, right? That's like the whole gag for it. Yeah. yeah, and you can totally hear him masturbating in the background, which I think is a nice touch. <laughs> yeah, that so soothing. It's very soothing. soothing. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to it. Then. But yeah, right. tell but us about. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely recommend Skeleton Factory podcast. Thank yes. you. Yes. Uh, tell us about Iconoblast. Uh, Iconoblast is a history podcast with myself and Joel R. Benner, who is not here today. Uh, we have El Amnesio in the studio in his place. And we do... I try to listen to that show. It sucks. <laughs> I, I don't understand the English. Uh, we do... Uh, we try to find the lesser-known facts behind famous icons, uh, iconic nouns, people, places, and things. Uh, and uh, pretty you much... On, you guys should put someone on blast soon again. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we will. Uh, but yeah, we we dig up the dirt behind famous figures, and if we can prove that a famous evil figure wasn't actually that bad, or a famous good figure was actually evil, then that's then we're doing the job. Then you guys are doing your jobs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you mixed up your accents there, El Amnesio. <laughs> you guys talk. <laughs> but you can follow us on Instagram at Iconoblast Podcast. You can follow me at Coop Newcomb. You can follow my co-host, who is not here in the studio right now. At Joel R. Benner. Uh, next episode. Well, actually, we, we just did an episode. I'm, I'm explaining this to you, El Amnesio, because you weren't there for it. Thank you. We just did an episode. We did two episodes in a row with the one and only Lastro Lopez. The yeah. last episode that we did was about, about it was about the untold history of mullets, which it turns out mullets are older than Jesus Christ. Dude, I have to say, I wasn't there, but Joel called me. And that's the same as the fart episodes. You think it's like a silly, fun side episode where, you okay, you're doing the history of farts? That's dumb. I'm not going to listen to this. So much more influential than you would imagine. Yeah. Mullets mullets literally played a role in the foundation of America. Mullets were in America before America was America. The foundation of... of The Constitution was actually printed... On mullet paper. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. If you go look at, if you rewatch National Treasure and you look really close, you realize it's just a, a bunch of hair that the, the Constitution Yeah, Nick Cage's uh, mullet from Con Air was used for the, the fake <laughs> it was Constitution. So are you going to start the Instagram for El Amnesio where you're just teaching wrestling moves? Yeah, you can follow me at El Amnesio on Instagram, but I forgot to make it. <laughs> so stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> you are getting tune in next week. Yeah. Uh, so my name is uh, Sean Chando, and our uh, Instagram 
is for for this actual podcast is con underman underscore men. Con <laughs> I am never gonna get that right. Freudian I just slip. <laughs> My name is Sean Antondo, and I'm underman. <laughs> con underscore men underscore podcast on Instagram. Uh, follow us on TikTok uh, at Con Men Podcast, and uh, I think that's it. That's that's the only one we did. So keep following that. Uh, uh, the podcast is on audio wherever you can find your 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 podcast audio, like uh, or iTunes, Everywhere. Google Play. We're even on Amazon Music now, hmm. as of last night. What's the specific name of the YouTube channel? Uh, the YouTube channel just look for Con Men Podcast. Just type that in. It's a, I actually searched it the other day. We're, we, yeah, we're not shadow banned yet because we only oh, have... coming. And if we do get shadow banned... Go to Rumble. You go to Rumble. You yeah. go to Rumble. We we put out... I Until put out Rumble clips. Rumble turns into the new YouTube once it starts making money. Oh, it will. It will. Rumble sounds like a gay dating app. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it, like, yeah, it sounds like an app for uh, people with a fart fetish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Almost like a fart finish. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, they, they all involve that, from my experience. Yeah, I, and... I would check that out. So we're, we're doing our... I just made the, the decision this week we're going to be moving the premieres to Friday afternoon to right. 2 p.m. So if you guys want to join the chats, um, we were doing the Tuesday at 9 p.m., and there would be, like, two people in the chats. I'm like, okay, this is wrong. No one's coming up. No one's finding this new podcast at 9 p.m. Everyone's asleep. Well, not everyone's asleep. No one's like, like we. Everyone's on coke. Yeah, like no one, no one's on YouTube at that time. You, Taco Tuesday, everyone's bloated and half asleep. <laughs> yeah. So, also, everyone is recovering from the Monday night premieres of the Iconoblast podcast, 9 p.m. CST on, on the Drinking Bros History YouTube channel. Wow. Yes. Nice. Great plug. Yeah, I, I was I was on the other day, and I was like, "Holy shit, they have sixty people in here right now!" Mm-hmm. It's it's fucking insane. We're bigger than PewDiePie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it was good, and then you, whenever you look at it right now, there's already what that last episode you guys have over a thousand views. Oh no, literally more than a hundred people. It's like it's about two billion. Yeah, it's about two billion. Mm-hmm. Let's see how many. How many? Like, I mean, it was a everyone in China. Okay, watched twice. Okay, uh, all right. <laughs> Wrap we're it gonna, up, bro. We're gonna we're gonna end it right here because uh Which is funny, wrap it up, bro. I gotta pee is what I hear every time I, I have relations with my girlfriend. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Uh we'll see you next week. All right.